Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of my podcast. Later today, I will be doing a photo shoot for the cover art to my podcast. So stay tuned to checking out what the name is going to be and the artwork for that. I'm super stoked. I've had this vision for about a year now to to execute. And what started off as an idea for a photo shoot is now going to be my podcast cover art. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day so far. Let's start with tips tip of the day. Develop a killer morning routine that starts your day on a great note. So yeah, this is super important. This is something that I've slowly but surely have been working on is just developing a really great morning routine for me to set my day up for success, for a great day. Never really realized how important you know, the way that you start your day, the way that affects your day overall, like it, it really, really does. Uh, those first few moments, you know, if you're getting up and just checking your phone, checking notifications and just being bombarded by the world, like I remember doing that and my day was just so chaotic. And now I feel more peaceful and more organized and more tranquil because of these new habits and new measures that I've taken to start my day. For example, for me personally, I wake up, first thing I do before I even get out of bed is I give thanks. You know, I pray, I give thanks for just being alive and having another day to live and being able to smell and see and taste and touch and to experience all of my five senses to experience the world. It's it's a huge blessing because not everyone is blessed with that. And and, and you just you gotta learn to count your blessings and focus on the things that you were blessed with. That is just has a huge effect on your overall perspective and way that you experience life. Um, then I make my bed and then I make some tea. I love to start my day with a nice hot cup of tea. And it just makes me feel really good and very zen. And then I like to read uh, a little chapter, read a little something and or journal. So sometimes I'll read and then I'll journal journal what I got out of the reading. Or I'll just journal something like a goal or something that I dreamt. And then lastly, I will do some yoga or some stretches and start my day fluid and active and got my body moving and so I just feel like in tip-top shape ready to face my day all stretched out my body feels good my mind's activated my body's all warmed up from this tea and I'm just feeling good and peaceful and then after all of that I check my notifications and I start my day with that because when you start when you check your notifications you're that's when you're like open to the world and you start seeing the news and the, all the rest of the world becomes alive and now you're boom, you're in. So yeah, I have to prep myself to to start and be plugged in to the system. So yeah, that's my tip of the day. Um, develop your own morning routine, see what works for you and play around with it. And that's how you get to know and learn more about yourself as well. All right, well, today's special guest is a lovely Caucasian lady born in England and raised in Canada, but she's currently residing in Beverly Hills, California. She has a passion for music, 
specifically piano, which has led her to a career as a professional musician with a bachelor's degree in music. Aside from music, she is passionate about weightlifting and inline skating. She was not a groupie, but she did personally know bands such as Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Def Leppard, Ozzy, Kiss, and Scorpions, and even had the opportunity to date a few of them. She is still in her late 30s, though at times she feels like she is 100 years old with everything she has experienced thus far. Please join me as I welcome Miss Tina Gass. Thank you, Tina, so much for taking this opportunity to allow me to interview you and for the willingness to share your story with us, um, with me and my listeners. It is a great pleasure to be able to have this experience with you and to connect with you and learn um, from your experience how you overcame your obstacles and hopefully myself and those listening can get something out of that and learn and be able to apply it to our lives. I've invited you onto my podcast because you have a compelling story that you are willing to share in the hopes that someone listening might be going through or might know someone going through something similar. So please describe the obstacle you went through with as much detail as you're comfortable sharing. My obstacle that I think affected my entire life would be the way that I grew up, the way I was treated from my earliest childhood and that plays into today, you know, and that would be um, from when I was very young, I always felt like I was some kind of a uh, a little monster and it was, I was very traumatized by the way I felt people treated me by the way that um, I was called names because of the way that I spoke. People thought that I had a very maybe English accent and I was called a snob. And I'm talking about when I was really young, like we're talking about seven and eight years old, that I ate with a fork and knife. I had a lot of mannerisms um, that when you're brought up in London, England, and then you move to Canada, um, you know, those kind of very queenly ways of behaving didn't sit well with a lot of um, country people, I guess you could say. And so I was crucified for having a way of speaking. I realize now a good way of speaking, which is articulate. I was criticized for always being very smart in school and getting all A's and just the way I walked and talked and behaved. It was just very Beverly Hills-ish, maybe you could put it that way, except where I grew up, it was considered a very bad way to be. It was something people could laugh at you, you know. Every time I got really good grades, I would get hit on the head by kids. Like, they would take books and smash me on the head with it. Um, and I... Just everything about me was just so detrimental. And I never figured it out till years and years and years later that it was all these other people, these other kids, these other adults that had the issues. It wasn't me. It's not a bad thing to be pretty. It's not a bad thing to have long hair. It's not a bad thing to speak with an articulate voice. Um, it's not a bad thing to have money, you know? I mean, my I grew up with a family that, you know, we had money and we were able to have nice clothes and nice cars. And so there's a lot of stuff that, again, my whole podcast, the way I'm talking, is about owning yourself 
and becoming aware of other people's projections on because of their own insecurities. When you're a kid, you know, other kids maybe they just want to be nasty because you're different. And you have to have that knowledge, which is very difficult to have when you're very young, sadly, because we don't have therapists when we're very young. You know, it's not like when you're in kindergarten or preschool, even a grade one, that you're going to have, um, you know, counselors there for each child to help them know what's what. So I had no therapy, nothing like that. And I had to rely on myself. And it made me kind of like have no self-esteem. I grew up with literally no self-esteem. I just thought everything about me was horrible. I was scared to speak when I got, as I got a little older, because I felt that people would laugh at my voice. Um, I was scared to get really good grades because I felt that's a bad thing. I played piano by ear. I was able to play since I was about three years of age, anything that I could hear from musicals, any music that I just fell in love with, I could just reproduce that on the piano, on the keyboards. And I was told during that time that I was a show-off and that it was devil's music. It was a, de- a curse of the devil because I could play by ear. That It was a bad thing. It was bizarre, weird. And I'm so, I still feel so angry when I remember how, the nonsense that was fed to me from such a young age. Also, I'm a very emotional person. I always was very emotional. I cried. I spoke up. I was very straightforward. I didn't have filters on myself from when I was very young till to this day. And I was told that crying was a sign of weakness. It was. It could even be a sign of a mental illness and that if I would keep crying, I should be institutionalized. If I was very emotional, that's also a sign of weakness. It's a sign of stupidity. Gosh, so many negative things I was fed. And who is there to tell you that all these people are messed up people themselves, have grown up with who knows what, and are feeding you a whole bunch of nonsense. And how did you cope slash deal with the pain that came with the obstacles? When I got old enough, I left this this place in Canada. And my way to deal with all of this pain that I was going through was... Basically, I wanted to find love. I wanted to find people that would love me for my voice, for the way I speak, for the way I look, for the way I, you know, everything about my personality. And so I have always loved music. Music has really saved my life, honestly. And so I went, I started, well, all the heavy metal musicians, I started loving what they were playing on, you know, albums and CDs and all of that. I started trying to meet all these famous heavy metal musicians, English musicians mostly. And so I went on this this major passionate search to meet all of these people. I ended up meeting almost all the British metal bands I wanted to meet. And yes, I ended up dating all these guys that I wanted to date. 
Um, but the main thing behind that was that I loved the music. I didn't think that I could be the musician myself. Um, and I think more than anything, I just wanted people to love and accept me for me. And I didn't really know who I was. I just wanted people not to be mean to me anymore because of my hair or my face or my um, speech. And so here I'm meeting these huge rock stars that kept telling me how beautiful I was and how wonderful it was to be me. And they loved my voice and that I talked so amazingly. And um, so I got a lot of love um, from all of these people. I don't think I can mention all the names of these huge people at this point. Um, But a lot of, you know, very well-known people in the music business. So anyway, and then I started thinking, oh, maybe, you know, I am not this person that you don't want to sit next to or you want to call names every time I open my mouth. And so that was kind of a way to get over some of my pain. But I still didn't really know myself. It it was, everything was on the outside, you know, and I didn't really um, look into myself and try to go to the root of why all of this nastiness was dealt onto me from such a young age. The root of the problem, you know, so you can cover things up with, you know, like if you have a cake, you can cover a cake that might not taste very good with icing, but you haven't found the reason why the cake doesn't taste good. You haven't gone to the root of the actual issue to find out why were these people so nasty and at least for myself understand that. So then um, I ended up getting my, my fir- I love animals honestly so much more than people and I got my first little cat and when I got my first little kitten I became really maternal so I stopped traveling with rock musicians and um, and that part of my life and started focusing on being a mom to my little kitten and then all different sense of responsibilities came into play you know where you know you have to be there all the time for your little cat and you um, start maybe having more time to look into yourself and what you really love doing I fell in love with inline skating um, I fell in love with lifting weights. So between rollerblading, working out every single day, looking after my little kitten, I believe I started calming down a little bit and focusing a little bit more on what who I was. I started doing a lot of um, writing into journals, writing notes about how I was feeling. What message do you have for my listeners that pertains to your story of overcoming? The haters are always there. You know, we there's haters everywhere. And I look at that now as pure jealousy. Most people that have issues, whether they're insecure, what you know, just jealous issues, um, will hate on you if you are a threat to them. And when I started to realize that, I started to become a more confrontational. I started to fight back. So instead of taking all this verbal abuse from sadly, the female population has been very detrimental to me in my life. Um, I started fighting back. Yes, I ended up getting into pretty bad situations. But I started feeling better about myself that I wasn't letting people just walk all over me anymore. Now, I always loved 
Marilyn Monroe and that kind of that sexy image from when I was very young. I just fell in love with that look and the pussycat doll look. And that's my taste. I was told so many times growing up and especially when I was a teenager, you know, and you start developing, your body starts developing uh, so much bad stuff. I was called so many names by females. Just by wearing high heel shoes, I was called names for wearing high heel shoes and that I was a detriment to women. I was a bad role model to the female world because of how I look. And I still feel so angry when I remember I didn't fight back with these women. I didn't tell them to stuff it, you know. I could have said so many things. So I still wasn't really, I was still clueless. I would still, like, when I would leave my home, um, I would always feel, like, you know, intimidated. Well, I'm going to get into a situation, so now we have anxiety coming into it, which I always had, you know, where you're shaking on the inside from, worrying about what somebody's going to say to you and it's like going out there completely vulnerable with no sense of self and letting everyone throw darts at you and allowing that to happen and it continued on into my adult you know we young when I was like 19 and 20 um, as I said when I was walking when I you know would go to any kind of situations, clubs, or just hang rollerblading at the beach, you know, there'd be females yelling nasty things to me. And I would take it and think and internalize things. And like, maybe I do look like a slut. And maybe my high heels are too high when I'm walking down the street. And, you know, maybe I do look like this and look do look like that. I just internalized every hateful thing. Um, and then... I was always writing down my thoughts and my feelings as all these years have gone by. But, and I would, you know, write down, you know, how upset I was and that this happened and that happened. But I don't think I ever really understood, uh, you know, I was always blaming myself. Even in all my notes, I was always blaming myself. Like I look this way and maybe if I didn't look this way, this wouldn't have happened. And this person wouldn't have said that. You know, um, then I had my children and I, my children are young. They're still young. And then there was then school started throwing us out because women would say mothers would say you're a bad role model. You don't, you don't look like a mom and you don't dress like a mother, you know, and all these boys are checking you out. You need to cover up. You need to change the way you dress. If you want to come into our school, you're a bad role model, um, and I even put my younger daughter into a Catholic school. And that was a nightmare because now we had these women telling me, like principals of the school, that in front of my children, they told me that people that go to this, that school, Catholic women, they don't look like me. And that Jesus would have never allowed me to go to allow me to go to heaven because of the way that I look and that I'm just not modest and I'm you know, probably not a good mom because of the way that I dress. Gosh, a lot of lawsuits down the road. <laughs> and how did you learn or where did you get the strength to overcome that obstacle? What ended up happening is I finally found a therapist, a good therapist, because I was just so unhappy. And that therapist started to unpack all of my issues with me and 
started to give me that strength of self and that these people have been all attacking me. Literally everything that's been said to me has been other people's issues with themselves. It has nothing to do with me from my earliest childhood. That being intelligent, speaking correctly, being beautiful, being sexy, you know, being who you are, having no filters, those are good traits. Those are not bad things. But the most important is to be proud of whom you are, own whom you are. Know whom you are. That therapist has gone through so many issues with me, and we still are going through those issues. It's an ongoing battle of unpacking, you know, almost a lifetime of obstacles, and trying to love yourself. I think that is the key: is to love yourself. For me,、um, my belief in God is very high now because I do pray to God. You know, everyone doesn't have to be obviously religious or believe in what they believe in, but From what I know, I don't believe God is heartless. I don't believe that He,、um, you know, judges people like this and says because of the way you dress, you know, you're going to go to hell. So I think that as I'm becoming more true to myself, thanks to therapy, I'm becoming very self-aware. I don't let anyone even glance at me the wrong way these days without calling them out on it.、Um, I'm very mindful. Also, of what I say to myself, I have to be very mindful to not tell my tell people, "Yeah, I know I'm so crazy," or "I know I dress like a slut." You don't talk like that about yourself. You don't put out that negative projection to yourself, even. And then I think once we start loving ourselves for everything we are, and becoming very strong about our how we think about ourselves, then it's very difficult for other people. To hurt us and to、um, to make us feel bad about ourselves, but it is a battle, and I want to reach out to all of thousands of you that maybe have gone through different obstacles or similar obstacles as me,、um, by knowing that I think if you can write things down, that is my advice. If you can. Start having diaries that nobody else should have access to, and write down your thoughts. But then also write down the source of those thoughts, of who told you what, who said what to you. It could be family members, it could be people you love so much and trust, but they could still say things that are hurtful. Then you need to write down why is it hurtful, and who are these people? And maybe those people have issues. Maybe it has nothing to do with you. You know, it's got nothing to do with you yourself. Kind of separate yourself from what other people say, so that, and then think about yourself. Like, are you that person? Are you like a mean person? Do you speak with a, a voice that that is, you know, something people should laugh at? You know, and find the good parts about you. And maybe most of every, most everything is good about you. You know, if you're a compassionate person. I believe people that love animals and animals love you. In my opinion, those to me are the most wonderful people, personally,、um, because animals don't judge you at all, right? They love you for just they just give you unconditional love.、Um, but my advice would be is just become very mindful of whatever people say to you,、um, and be ready to defend yourself. Be ready to fight back. In my, I really believe in fighting back now. Don't let even a sentence go by 
that is not appropriate. You know, put yourself first. Maybe put God first. Um, but put yourself up there. You know, don't let anyone else be more important than yourself. That's a really important um, part of this. And just be strong. And crying is a good thing. If you have to cry and cry to air out your emotions, then cry. Um, and again, take lots of notes about your emotions. Don't let things just pass you by. Because sometimes in your subconscious, those things will stick. Those negative words will stick that somebody else has said. So, you know, just have try to have a clean mind um, and don't let things happen, like prevent things from happening as much as you can. Um, and don't internalize. That's one of the worst things we can be our worst enemies, sadly, in life. So it's really important to not internalize things. Try to write it down. If somebody says something mean, somebody's treated you in a bad way, document it right away before you start internalizing it. And then take what they've said and analyze that in a way where, you know, in a very kind of in a logical way, like, who is this person? What do they mean to you in your life? What is their life like? You know, are they unhappy people? Most likely they are if they're reaching out to say mean things to you. Um, and just turn things around so that you're not the one that is being victimized. And lastly, where can my listeners get in touch with you or learn more about you? I'm going to share my email for any of you that want to contact me. It's jctmo at icloud.com. That's J as in Johnny, C as in Cat, T as in Tom, M as in Mother, O as in Orange, at icloud.com. And just, we all have to survive and try to be happy in our lives. So that is all I have to say for now. Thanks. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Dina, for sharing your story with us today. Thank you for your wise words, for your message, for your openness, for your vulnerability, your honesty, and continue to be a light, continue to do you and march to the beat of your own drum. Keep spreading that message of owning yourself because that is definitely something that many of us are fighting with currently. Thank you once again. And thank you, listener, for tuning in today. I really hope you got something out of today's message. If you did, um, can you please leave me a comment or shoot me a DM and just give me some feedback? Let me know if these podcasts are helping, if you're getting anything out of them. Um, if you would like to share your own story, if you know someone that might want to share their story or have an idea for a podcast episode, I am open to all of it, so please reach out to me. I'm so happy to be doing this and to be able to connect with you and with people from all around the world. It's awesome, and it makes me excited to get out of bed in the mornings where I was once so depressed and unable to get up because I'd rather be asleep than awake. All right, you guys, thank you once again, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Love you guys. Till next time. Peace.